welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buchholz, and this is episode 209, How to Write for Hallmark, an interview with Lee Duncan, coming to you on Thursday, August 27th, 2020. First, I need to give a big shout out and happy birthday to my sister, Bonnie, whose birthday is today, and one of my dearest friends, Rachel, whose birthday is today. And if somebody else's birthday is today, I meant to wish you happy birthday too. I'm sure I did. <laughs> no, seriously, happy birthday. In fact, you know what? I should just say happy birthday once a month to everybody. <laughs> I love birthdays and I love birthday parties and get togethers and presents and cards. And it's funny because that's a great segue into our episode. Today, we are talking to Lee Duncan about writing for Hallmark. And she gave a lot of great advice on things that you can do that have to do with um, submissions, ideas, uh, what not to do, what to do. Uh, Great interview. Really, thanks a lot, Lee. I'm sure this is going to be helping a lot of people. Um, But in the meantime, it reminds me that I can't buy any Hallmark cards (laughs) for my friends and family's birthdays because I don't live near a Hallmark store anymore, not in Sweden, but I do love Hallmark and um, I'm definitely one of those people who's a birthday card buyer and sender until again, I am sorry to everyone who expected a birthday card from me in the last two and a half years and I didn't send one from Sweden because yeah, it's just not the same. but I will try harder. Hey, listen, you know how we were talking about parallels and analogies, I think on the last episode, it's something that's been on my mind a lot. Well, always in general. Um, But also this summer, I've talked about comparing one thing to another so that you can look for ways to learn something new about one thing based on what you already know about something else. And for me, the two things that are usually being compared in my mind have to do with running and writing. So which one of them can help me to make the other one a little bit easier? Because I know about this, this part, how can I apply that to this part of my life? Or something that I know about this part, how do I apply that to make this part of my life easier or better or whatever? So I just wanted to share with you, uh, several months ago, can't remember how long, May, April, March, (laughs) um, I finally decided that I was going to pay actual money and um, not only download the free app called uh, Run With Hal, but to pay for the service that gives you actual coaching that's um, personalized to your running. And so in the month of August, I can't believe this, honestly, I was just looking at it earlier this week and I felt like my jaw was just going to drop to the floor. In the month of August alone, I did three personal best runs. So I ran a 5K, the fastest I've ever run a 5K since, when did I start? This is 2020. Mm. I can't remember how long I've been running, about 13 years, because I started right before, I wanted to do something amazing before I turned 40, So, um, and I'm 52 right now, so I'm thinking 13 years of running. I ran my fastest 5K ever earlier this month. I ran my fastest 8K ever 
earlier this month. And just this last Sunday, I ran my fastest 10K ever, beating it by almost two full minutes. And that was on a day when I was like, I suck, it's too hot, I'm too slow. This is just like, I should quit running because I suck so bad. And then I was doing the math, trying to figure out blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter why I had to do math, but, um, but I had to figure out like when I, what time it was on my map, my run app and my run with Hal app at the time that I actually started the 10 K because there was other things that the app wanted me to do before and after. So I had to figure out like, when did I start? When did I stop? How long was that? And I took screenshots of the app so I would know for sure without having to remember it, which is why I know it's totally accurate. And I can't believe that I ran faster than I've ever run before, especially on a day that I was like, I suck so bad. And the previous week, so it's been hot here for around a month, something like that. Apparently this is just a regular, normal Swedish summer. Uh, in fact, um, then I think it was Sunday of this week, uh, it finally got quite a bit cooler and then even cooler again on Monday, which of course makes me happy because if I'm going to be outside, if I'm running, I'm fine with sweating. Otherwise, I just don't want to sweat. I'm just one of those weird people. <laughs> but okay, getting back to it. So on Sunday, I was just like, I suck. And the previous week, I seriously was thinking, am I really going to do this? There isn't even really a race. Like I'm running for the Copenhagen half marathon that is canceled that I'm now going to run in the back roads behind where we live. So no one cares if I do it. So why am I doing it? And I should just not do it because it's too hot. I'm not enjoying myself. I'm too slow. I'm never going to make my, um, my time that I, like I put, put on the app, like I want to be able to run this half marathon in two hours and 45 minutes, which would beat my best time by like seven minutes or almost eight minutes. Um, and I was like, you're not going to be able to do it. You probably won't be any times. And so why do it? Just wait a couple of months when it's cooler, blah, blah, blah. I had all these voices in my head giving me all this advice about why you should quit. But I just decided not to because I was like, it's only one more month away. I'll make it through. And I kept on running. And then on Sunday, right after I was thinking about quitting, that was the day that I ran my personal best 10K. What? <laughs> now, as a parallel or analogy to my writing, like how many times has something like that happened to me? raise your hand if this has happened to you. It's happened to me when I'm like, I should just quit writing. This is not working. Either I'm not making any money or the book's not working or I'm not enjoying it anymore or I'm burnt out or, you know, all the different times when for a minute or a day or a month or six months, once, um, I was like, I'm not even sure this is my thing anymore. Like, what can I compare it to having to do with running? Like, to keep on going. Well, one of the things is, is that I did something different. You know how they say, you know, you don't want to um, uh, have the mindset where if you keep on doing the same thing, you'll eventually get a different result because that's nuts. And in fact, in my running, like I was doing a little bit of different things. I would, I would learn some new thing and try it out. I would get a different pair of shoes and try that out. I would try doing this and try doing that. And I was very, very slowly getting faster. <laughs> but when I spent $40 on an app 
And then it customized every single time that I ran, it would decide whether or not it needed to re-customize my current running plan. And then several times it has changed it. So now that I'm getting personalized coaching, suddenly I find myself in a month where I did three personal best running records for me. I'm slow, but I'm not as slow as I was. So then I started thinking about the writing. Well, I was talking to Lee and she was talking about how she has, uh, what did she call it? Her writer's club. I can't remember, but you'll, you'll find out in a minute. And you know, people that you don't talk, you just, you get together in the same room, maybe not the same room now anymore, but, um, and you just write and you can't go to lunch until you get in your thousand words. And then you can't leave to go home until you get in your next thousand words. I'm like, that's awesome. That's sort of like having a running coach. I mean, we've all decided these are the rules to our game. So I'm thinking, that's very nice. And then the writing coaching that I do, the whole point of me starting a program called Finish Your Book is because I know so many people who have a book that they want to finish, they mean to finish, and it's not getting finished. Maybe they have a deadline and they're like, I really want to get this done way faster than the last book. So I'm going to reach out for help. Or maybe I've been working on this book for years and I keep fiddling with it and twisting it around and redoing something and rewriting something. And I'm tired of fiddling. I want to finish my book and publish it, get it out in the world. And so that's why I created that program. And then I started thinking, yeah, coaching, asking for more help, doing something differently will get us different results, hopefully better results. So if you're interested in talking about this a little bit more with me, totally no, uh, no sales pressure, no anything. Like if you just want to talk for 20 or 30 minutes about what you might be able to do to change up your writing schedule so that you can finish your book, get this one done, get the next one done, get them done faster. My first book took me seven years because of all the millions of changes that I made to it. Uh, anyway, if you're interested, just reach out to me, kitty at kittybuholtz.com. You can find my uh, spelling of my name right in the podcast title there. Um, also, you can go to rightnowworkshop.com forward slash writing coach. That's the page that I talk about this finish your book course. Um, give it some thought. Where can you get help? Where can you get something to change so that you can get better results? so that your results change. It's very exciting. And look for these parallels in your life. What is something else that you've done? Maybe you've done some sort of um, uh, extra education in some field related to a different part of your life. And because of that, something changed. Either you got better at doing something, you lost weight, you um, became a healthier eater, you uh, dealt with your children better or improved your marriage. Like where's something something else in your life where you got some sort of help in some way, method, form, and then that part of your life got better. Okay, how can you apply that to your writing life? I'm always looking for things that will make my writing better. That's my number one goal. And my number two goal is, and get the books out faster. So give it some thought. I will keep on letting you know if I come up with more ideas myself. Keep in mind, we're still on summer schedule. So the next episode will be two weeks from now, unless I can't do math again. And um, 
when it will always have an encouraging words episode on the first of the month. So if that is less than two weeks from now, I'm pretty sure it is. We'll have an encouraging words episode on the first Sunday of the month. And then uh, the next interview will be two weeks from today. In the meantime, listen to this fun and very interesting and helpful interview with Lee Duncan telling us all about Hallmark and what we can do to increase our chances of getting published with Hallmark Publishing. I love them. <laughs> All right, here you go. Today's guest is Lee Duncan. Lee is the award-winning author of more than two dozen novels, novellas, and short stories. Her first full-length book, The Officer's Girl, was released by Harlequin American Romance in 2010. Lee went on to write seven more books for Harlequin, including the highly acclaimed Glades County Cowboys series, before shifting her focus to more complex and emotional stories, such as the Orange Blossom series and Pattern of Deceit which have resonated with her readers. In 2017, her book, Journey Back to Christmas, was chosen as the launch book for Hallmark Publishing's new line. Hallmark also released A Simple Wedding and A Cottage Wedding, the first two books in Lee's Heart's Landing series in the spring of 2020. An Amazon best-selling author and a National Reader's Choice Award winner, Lee lives on Florida's East Coast, where she writes women's fiction and sweet contemporary romance with a dash of Southern sass. Welcome, Lee. Hi. Hi, Kitty. It's so nice to be here today and to meet all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have you. And I'm glad that you're, you're safely, uh, safely inside your home there in Florida. Yes, yes. There are two hurricanes in Florida this right now, and they are both on the other side of the state. So thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. My husband just told me that this morning, and I think that yeah. he said there's never been two hurricanes at the same time since we started measuring meteorological de- uh, events. Tw- 2020 is a real bear. <laughs> so- <laughs> You know, I don't know about you. I had so many friends uh, at the beginning of 2020 saying, I am so glad to see 2019 in the rearview mirror, but I don't think anybody's going to say anything as strongly as when they say that about 2020. I know. I know. It's, this, is, this is a crazy year, a crazy <laughs> time. It's, when you look at the list of all of the things that have been happening in, in the world this year, it's just been crazy. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So on the other hand, though, you know, to, to look at some of the positives, the nice thing for you and I is that, um, you know, even though I feel terrible about what's going on in the rest of the world, my life has been essentially unchanged. I was working at home full time and I still work at home full time. Same for yeah. you. Yeah. I am very blessed that I am able to stay home and have for the last 10 years. Uh, writing full-time and my life essentially hasn't changed that much this year so yeah Yeah. although I tell you writing has been a real lifesaver this year because I I write sweet light-hearted contemporary romance and diving into a story and blocking out everything else that's going on in the world has saved my sanity i think this year so <laughs> right yeah that's a yeah. good point yeah 
I hadn't really thought about it, but now you've got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, okay. I have been actually working on my sweet contemporary romance, even though I also have a supernatural suspense that I go back and forth with every now and again. But yeah, that hasn't been on my mind at all. <laughs> no, no. I got the phone call for this third book in the Hearts Landing series for Hallmark, uh, the end of March. And the book was due the 1st of August. Wow. So this whole period of time where the world has gone nuts, I, I've been in my writing cave. <laughs> right. So, You've just had to stay nose yeah. to the grindstone, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah. Well, there were days when it was harder to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even if you're not watching the news, it's hard to ignore what's going on in the world. Right. Right. Well, let's start at the beginning. So tell us, okay. like, when, when did you start thinking up stories in your head? And then when did you get to the point where you sold your first book? Like, whatever part of the story okay. you want to tell us. I've always written. Um, when I was in the, I think it was the second grade, I wrote a little novel about a princess, of course, who um, had to rescue the prince. And um, that was my first romance, you know, and uh, I just really loved that story. And, and I have stayed writing uh, forever. When my kids were little, I got married, went to college, got married, had kids, all that stuff. And then uh, when we were, gosh, I think we were stationed in Guam and there's, just not that much to do there, you know? So, um, and we were thousands of miles from home and, you know, we couldn't call because at that time, this okay. was in the seventies, there were no cell phones. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Long distance calls were very expensive. Yeah. So I, I wrote when the kids were sleeping, taking their naps, I wrote and um, wrote mostly children's stories then. And then, kept it up all through their childhood and then uh, I guess it was uh, I was working full-time and I, I was just hit my 40s and I said you know you've always said you wanted to write a novel and if you don't get started on it you're never gonna do it so I'd start setting the alarm for early like four o'clock in the morning and I'd spend two hours writing before I had to get everybody up and out the door and uh, that first novel didn't go anywhere. Oof, it was awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I wrote several more and they didn't go anywhere. And uh, finally, I was, uh, I was taking some people back to the airport after a writer's conference. And somebody said, why are you writing angsty, heavy duty women's fiction when you really have a lighthearted voice? So I sat down and I said, I'm going to try this. And I wrote a lighthearted story about a um, newcomer to Florida who arrives when the hurricane evacuation warnings are going up. And there's a hunky cop that comes to her door and tells her she has to get out of town. And I sold that book. That was my first one that I sold to Harlequin American Romance. Oh, that's the so, officer's yeah. That was the officer's girl. And the day that I got the call for that, I, we'd been going back and forth and back and forth, you know, and, and 
finally I get I got a phone call and I looked at the display and it said Harlequin Enterprise and I just started crying I could I could barely answer the phone because I knew it had to be my editor and I knew she wouldn't call unless she had good news oh. and so we were both crying by oh. the, end of the phone call <laughs> That was Laura Barth. She is she's a wonderful editor and she's doing freelance editing now. So ah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna have to um have you after we finish the interview here, I'm gonna have to have you uh help me write down her name because I need to get yeah. more editors on the show. Yeah, yeah, she'd be great. She's in Canada. So excellent. Yeah. Ah, so you sold your first book, your husband and kids for how much they could understand. They all must have been so proud. Oh, they were, they were delighted. I think one of the best times of my life was um, I called this little bookstore in, um, in Sykesville, Maryland. It's called A Likely Story. <laughs> and, and I asked the um, owner, I said, if, if, if you have my book, I'll bring my grandchildren in and we'll show them Mimi's book on the bookshelves. And they were, the kids were, I think they were two, four, and six at the time. And so we went down to the store and there was Mimi's book. And we all sat down and we looked at Mimi's name on the book. And oh, it was just delightful. They took pictures. It was great. Oh, man. <laughs> Right. I totally forgot. I heard you say, you know, go to college, get married, have kids. And then I was thinking your kids were little, but your kids were grown by the time you sold by your the, book. By then, they, uh, my yeah. kids were all grown up. So, Aww. yeah. Then they must uh, have been really proud seeing you work oh, so yeah. hard and then get to that pinnacle. Yeah. 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 Nice. They're, they're very proud of me. And I'm, I'm so blessed to have such great children so and grandchildren. So. Aw. Yeah. So, so your first book on the shelf and then, so give us the story of how did you, you know, keep writing books, publishing them. That's an okay. important part of, of writing yeah. uh, to make a career. Yeah. Like, how did you make a career out of it? I wrote eight books for Harlequin American Romance and then they closed the line. So, you know, that was, I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they replaced that with Harlequin Western romance. Mm. And even though my books had, at the time I was writing some cowboy books, but they were all set in Florida mm -hmm. and they really wanted those books to be set in Arizona. I didn't know anything about Arizona. So, yeah. <laughs> so we parted ways. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that was fine. That was fine. I, um, I had met some very good writer friends in my area, uh, Roxanne St. Clair, Kristen Painter, uh, Laura Freeman, who also writes as Fiona Rourke. And we started meeting at one another's houses uh, two or three times a week. And we would sit at the dining room table and we called ourselves Writer's Camp. We would break out our laptops and we would write. And <laughs> every once in a while, someone would say, what's another word for blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? um, and we, um, 
we had rules a thousand words a day or a thousand words before lunch oh wow and then another thousand before we got to go home at night so we we were set to be very productive and it was it was through writer's camp that i actually sold to hallmark oh wow yeah um i was sitting there one day and i had written several uh books and indy published them pattern of deceit and uh, the growing season and the orange blossom series Um, and i had an agent at the time who had been shopping around my latest book and uh, she hadn't had too much success with it and so i was kind of bemoaning that fact at writer's camp one day and chris kristen painter looked at me and she goes you know i hear that Hallmark is starting a new line. And I think your voice would be a good fit for them. I know the woman who's going to be the director at Hallmark. And I'll give you her email address and see if she would be interested. So that same day, I fired off an email to Stacy Donovan. And I said, I'm going to attach my manuscript and uh, let me know what you think. And she wrote me back almost right away. And she said, I love your voice, but this story isn't quite right for us. It had a a sick child in it. And that's one of the things we really try to avoid with Hallmark is any child that's in any kind of jeopardy. We we don't want to introduce that aspect to our books. Yeah. So um, she said, well, so that, that story's not quite right for us, but I need someone who would write a novel based on one of our most popular books and our, one of our most popular movies on mm-hmm. the Hallmark Channel. And uh, she, said, she said, would you be interested? And I'm like, I don't have a clue what I'm going to be doing, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> nice (laughs) so they sent me the screen the screener they call it it's the movie and um they sent me the script and they said stay very very close to the script and so i wrote the story based on journey back to christmas and uh, hallmark chose that to be their very first book that they published and they introduced it on the home and family show and that was another day that I was in tears (laughs) so so that's that's this one here and that's Candace Cameron Bure on the cover right yeah I've seen her in a lot of their movies (laughs) yeah yeah so that was fun and then I did another one for them I did a country wedding which was a movie that starred um uh, Autumn Reeser and Jesse Metcalf, which was fun. Um, was was he a musician? Yes, a country either, western star. Yeah. I I'm, I might have. I can't remember if I saw the movie and read the book or just saw the movie. But yeah, I'm familiar mm-hmm. with that one too. I wish I could just get more Hallmark movies here in Sweden. <laughs> no, I know. I live and breathe Hallmark movies. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Which, (laughs) if anyone is ever interested in writing for Hallmark, watch the movies. 
Yes. Watch the movies until it becomes second nature to you. That 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 life, that portrayal is what you want to aim for with your books. So yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. So, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I think Stacy said the same thing when she interviewed with you uh, earlier. Yeah, I like, think so. Last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So while I was working on those, they decided that they wanted to go, Hallmark wanted to branch a little bit away from novelizations and do some original work. And they asked me if I would develop a storyline that they could use to develop their first original work. And so I did. I came up with a mythical town called Hearts Landing that is... Um, totally geared towards the wedding industry. And they have a saying there that they guarantee the perfect wedding for every bride. And so if you come to Hearts Landing, you're gonna get a perfect wedding. And of course, I have to have characters that come to that place that it doesn't look like they're gonna get their perfect wedding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. so, and that became uh, the Hearts Landing series. So one of Har Har Hallmark's first um, series. So nice. Book series. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I read the first one, which was absolutely adorable. And I uh, just started the you. second one a couple of days ago, but I didn't have time to get it finished before we talked. Yeah. And then yeah. you said that you just turned in the third book. I did. I turned in the third book. It's called A Waterfront Wedding, and that'll be coming out in April of 2021. Nice. So, yeah. Now, is it a secret who the hero or heroine is, like if we've read the other books? No, it's not a secret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us? Evelyn Hart, uh, Jason's cousin. Cousin, from yeah. From A Cottage Wedding is the heroine in this one. She's an uh, red head with lots of curls and a very elfin face and she has a knack for showing up whenever Jason is in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, and in Waterfront Wedding um, she meets up with a, a boy she kind of had a crush on when she was in high school uh, but they they never really connected and um, they get together in in a waterfront wedding, and his name is Ryan. Aww. So, and it's a really sweet story. So, oh, wow, I'm looking forward to it. I like I like the other two stories too. <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> good. Well, one of the things that you and I were talking about by email that we thought would be really fun and interesting for listeners mm -hmm. is um, just the idea of talking about. Um, what you think is um, basically you giving people advice if you're interested in writing for Hallmark. Uh, this is advice from somebody who writes for Hallmark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know if you have any notes or you just like have some ideas in your head, but um, why don't we just kind of get started in the what are some things um, I, I Everyone knows um, I am a huge Hallmark fan. I buy the cards, I buy the Christmas ornaments, I I use the little gold crown stickers on the cards. Oh, yes. you know? I love those stickers. <laughs> right, right, me too. It, it makes people, in my mind, it makes people know that I really cared enough to send the very best. 
<laughs> yeah, I've been listening to those commercials my whole life. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I own some of the movies. And um, there, there are actually a couple of Hallmark movies on Netflix over here in, in Sweden. And I have watched them over and over and over again. Love oh. by Chance is my favorite one that, oh, that's, that's available so to me. Sweet. That's, know, right? that's a great story. Yeah. I love that one. And then I yeah. saw somebody wrote the novelization and um, yes. I think I bought it. I think it's on my Kindle, but I think I haven't read it yet or something. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think that's Casey Cross that wrote the novelization of that one. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so if you want, you can just pretend you're talking to me, but there's a lot okay. of people who have asked me, you know, what, what more can I know? What more can I do? Um, so I'll just, let me just stop talking and let you talk. Okay. <laughs> well, first of all, Hallmark books are sweet. And um, it, you, you really have to, that has to be in the core of your feeling when you start to write a Hallmark story. And and that's more than um, not sexual. It's, it's uplifting, uh, it's warm, it's fuzzy. You, you wanna give those feelings to the readers. Um, but when we talk about sweet romance as opposed to not sweet romance, hotter romances, a lot of people will think, um, okay, as long as they don't have sex or as long as they don't, uh, you know, have an amorous embrace, that'll be okay. Uh, but it's more than that. It's when your hero first meets your heroine, he does not notice her figure. He notices her intelligence and her kindness and her compassion for other people. It's so it's deeper than just a physical attraction and you want to make sure that you carry that out throughout the entire book. We're going to build up to a kiss, not anything else, just a kiss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <okay. laughs> and we're going to provide our readers with an escape. I was telling you before we started, um, the podcast uh, that one of the big things for me this year has been able to dive into a book and tune out the world. And you want to be able to provide that same experience for your readers, that they can dive into this and there's not going to be anything that will carry over from all the nastiness in the world into yeah. that book. So... <laughs> So we don't have we don't have characters that are facing major illnesses. Um, we don't have characters that are going through nasty divorces. Uh, we don't have a big fight with someone that you know destroys the entire town, or uh, no big bad developers that are going to come in and take over the town. We we try to avoid all of those terrible things that would bring angst. And when you're writing about pets. We love pets, love pets, but you want to make sure your pet is very well taken care of, that it doesn't get lost because that would mean you're a bad pet owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It doesn't run out in the street and get hurt. We don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so be very careful that you don't bring angst into your stories. Um, and we love snow and we love small towns. So <laughs> 
try and build that into into your stories. So, um, and if you have kids, oh, kids are so much fun in books. I love writing kids. They don't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a boo-boo that would require a band-aid. That's about it. <laughs> so <laughs> so that, that's about, you know, those are some of the keys. But really, watch the Hallmark movies. They are, they are really where we're headed with our books. Yeah. So watch those. And there are a lot of books out, so people can just yeah. read some of the books, too. Oh, absolutely. We've been, let's see. Uh, October 17, October 19, I'm sorry, let me think this through again. October, what was the year? 2017. 2017 was the first Hallmark release, and there's been at least one a month, and sometimes two a month since then. So nice. yeah, we're getting quite a nice collection of books. Yeah. Nancy Nagel writes for Hallmark. Um, yeah, she's yeah. been on the show. <laughs> yeah. Terry Wilson writes writes for Hallmark. So yeah. Excellent. Really good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So. And so um also one thing about those pets, they're very well behaved pets, right? Oh yes. <laughs> very well behaved. I don't know how they get that way, but they are very well behaved. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And they love to go to work with you. <laughs> oh, good to know. Yeah. They don't right. like to stay home by themselves where they might get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Now, I don't think, I can't think of any pets in a simple wedding, book one in Hearts Landing. I, Are there going to be have, any pets? Yeah, I don't have any pets in those books. Um, maybe the next series. Next series. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or maybe even the next book in this series. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, that's a great segue. So tell us a little bit about, um, I knew that Hallmark was looking, um, probably something Stacy said, how else would I know it, but um, that they were looking to start doing some series and as mm -hmm. well, uh, some cozy series. Yes. Um, so you, uh, are you the first Hallmark series within Hallmark Publishing? The first original That's series. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. Christmas in Evergreen uh, started out with the right. novelizations, and there have been several new stories along in those lines. But yeah, the first original series original. was uh, Heart's Landing, yeah. So, so tell us, um, how did you pitch it? Did you come up with the idea for a series, or did Stacy come up with it after you sent in a standalone proposal? Or tell us how that went. Um, Stacy likes, uh, likes to really be involved in the development of a series, um, and she has so much insight and so much knowledge to bring to that, that it would really not be smart of me to try and develop us outside of her. So when I, after I'd written the first couple of novelizations and she said, we want to do something, um, original. I, I said, okay, and she said, she, I said, where do we want to start? And she said, well, I think we ought to start around the holiday, you know, or, or some major event that Hallmark really promotes, like um, the June Brides uh, or Valentine's Day or Christmas. They do a lot of, lot of Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, 
And so I thought, okay, Valentine's Day, that sounds great. And I, I developed this whole uh, world based on Hearts Landing, which I thought would be great for celebrating Valentine's Day. And I, I took that to Stacy and uh, I said, what do you think? And she said, you know, I think this is good, but I think it needs to be bigger. And I said, okay. She goes, you know, Valentine's Day is kind of limiting. It's only one day a year. And um, that m might mean you could only put out one book a year. And I'm like, okay. And so she said, well, how about let's shift this over to June and focus on the June brides and that whole thing. And I'm like, oh, light bulbs, that's even better. <laughs> so, nice. so now we have this whole town that is based around weddings and we have streets like uh, Procession Avenue and Bridal Carriageway and Officiant Street, uh, Union Street. So everything in town is based on, on weddings. I do cakes. I love um, I do cakes. <laughs> I do too. It's, it's so much fun. Bow tie, <laughs> bow tie pasta. Um, uh, let's see, forget me not flowers. Oh, uh, there's just, you know, the perfect day uh, salon, uh, dress for a day, the glass slipper. <laughs> I, I have to say, I was hoping you would name off some of your business names because yeah. A, they're awesome, and B, <laughs> as a writer, speaking with other writers, um, how long did it take you to come up and, and did you draw a map, like a physical one on a napkin or anything? Or Because in my mind, like I feel like, I could probably get around in this town because I've, I, I know that you know that this the meetings take place and I do cakes often and you know yeah. this and this happens at the captain's cottage and so so like how long did it take you to come up with all these names? Yeah, it was so much fun. You know, uh, like I said, we we have writers camp and one day over lunch oh. I said, you know, I wanna I wanna really have a strong theme in this in this town so let's think of some things you know and I said like I do cakes and and Kristen would say this and Rocky would say that Laura would say something else and, and we just kind of started writing things down and and then I played with them and kind of made them my own so <laughs> yeah nice it was fun it was fun but you asked about the map yeah I, I do keep a map um, as I'm as I'm writing a book or a series I try to keep a map of that area or town and I had just jotted one out on a piece of notebook paper and I when I sent a simple wedding into Stacy Oh, that's a beautiful cover. Um, yeah, isn't that gorgeous? <laughs> and then a cottage wedding looks just like it. And oh. I've I've seen the um, preliminary for a waterfront wedding, and it, they stay in the same theme, uh, you know, yeah. very similar. Nice. Um, but I sent that map to Stacy, and she said, "Oh, this is this is awesome." And I'm like, "Okay." She goes. I, I think we want to put that in, in the book. And so, no, so they, did. they put the book, the map in the book. Ah, uh, 
Yeah. Is it in the Kindle? Wait a minute. Which one is that? Is that book one? This book is two? a simple wedding and it's in the very front and I believe it's in the Kindle as well. Okay. You yeah. know, the Kindle version uh, usually of, of any book, it starts on yeah. chapter one's page one. Right. So anything that right. came before. Now I yeah. have to go look at the map. You have to go back and <laughs> we'll be up, updating the map for a waterfront wedding. Oh. So, and so many readers have written and said i love the map yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love me the too. Map. <laughs> uh, especially so. because you know i yeah. love series i love reading series i love mm -hmm. writing series and it's just nice to um to be like oh yeah that's kind of how i visualized it or oh i didn't realize like that's so close or that's so far away or <laughs> yeah 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 oh. nice. so when when writing a series for hallmark plan on writing the first book and contracting the first book. Right now, um, Hallmark is not doing multi-book contracts. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a lot of publishers do. Like you'll read in Publishers Weekly that so and so got a three-book contract for, you know, their yeah. their new series. But right now, Hallmark's doing one book at a time. Uh, plan on lots of revisions to the proposal. Not okay. so much to the book, but to the proposal. Uh, that'll go back and forth multiple times before Stacy's really happy with it. Yeah. And she's working with a committee that's also looking at the possibility of those books becoming movies. And so we want to make sure that everything, you know, is, is smooth throughout the entire process so that right. if they decide eventually to turn your book into a movie that there won't be any major glitches like oh we're having this uh christmas in florida mm -hmm. no right right <laughs> have to have snow That's right. <laughs> so, but um the main thing is come up with a good compelling story that fits the Hallmark brand and then uh, tie it in with one of the Hallmark special highlights like June Brides or Valentine's Day or Christmas and watch the Hallmark channel. That's, that's yeah. really the key. Um, and if you get turned down with your first proposal, keep trying, keep trying. A Hallmark contract can be one of the hardest ones to nail it because they're very targeted yeah. on, on their audience. Hallmark knows their audience better than just about anybody in the publishing world. Yeah. And, uh, and they will really help you try to nail that right down to where uh, your book is going to appeal to a, a wide audience. Nice. So, so, yeah. so one of your tips also is um, have a mindset of it being almost a group project in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the proposal. Now, mm -hmm. not, not so much the writing. They, I go off and do my writing, and then the next time they see it is at the first draft. Yeah. But we want to make sure that first propose that proposal really covers all of the highlights we want to see the beginning the middle and the end of the romance uh, we want to know what drives the characters that needs to be in the proposal and we want to know what their big conflict is what's you know now when we talk about conflict though we're not talking about you know fighting <laughs> right <laughs> 
<laughs> we're talking about misunderstandings. We're talking about uh, in a simple wedding, uh, the heroine comes to town planning her cousins to plan her cousin's wedding, and because her cousin is very well known, very well known movie star, she can't let anyone know that she's planning her cousin's wedding. So she's pretending to be a bride. And every day she goes to um, I Do Cakes and she has a cupcake at the end of the day to kind of relax. And the baker starts to fall for her a little bit, but he says, no, 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 she's spoken for. I'm not moving in on somebody else's territory. So the whole, part of the book, we, we've got this little bit of a lie going on where she cannot tell Nick uh, that she's only there pretending. And we've got this wishy-washy movie star who keeps changing all the plans all the yeah. way through. <laughs> yeah. so, and Nick becomes her hero because he gives her, her, he gives her support all the way through this process of planning this crazy way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, so one thing to keep in mind is on the one hand, I mean, it needs to be a, a conflict. Uh, I, there needs to be a conflict of some kind, but you just mm -hmm. have to be careful if the conflict is based around deceptions or secrets that it's got to be right. not too big of a deception, something very right. understandable that no one right. would really get mad at you about if they found out. Right. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Good right. one. Yeah. Wow. And so, um, and so for writing the series, you sold book one and then did, did Stacy come back to you and say, are you interested in writing book two in the town? Um, we had, when I pitched a simple wedding, I, I gave her three proposals within that series ah. and, and she picked the first one to go with. A simple wedding and then we came back at as soon as the simple wedding was turned in the first draft and she said you know I really like this let's go with more and so we picked another one of those proposals in that original threesome mm -hmm. and we came up uh, refined that went back and forth on that a little bit to refine it and that became a cottage wedding and then uh, the third proposal that I had originated didn't really work. And so we came up with something completely different for a waterfront wedding. Wow. So, yeah. Now I know that um, I've got a lot of, uh, just insert long story here. I end up with a mm -hmm. lot of uh, authors from Ravel and Baker books on the show. Yes. And yes. Uh, Ravel uh, tends towards trilogies, like that whether mm -hmm. they do or don't give you a two or three book contract in the beginning. Um, your series is probably going to be a trilogy. There's not going to be four mm -hmm. or five or six or 12 books in it. Mm -hmm. uh, Hallmark's series are so new. Do you, does right. anyone even know whether or not they'll always make you start over with something new after three books or if there's a possibility it could go on? And the reason I ask this is, for instance, um, Robin Carr's Virgin River. Oh, she sold yes. that to Netflix. She's got mm -hmm. 19 or 21, I forget how many right. books in her series. Of course, right. that was just books. Uh, it's just that it also became um, 
such a good intellectual property to sell to a, a movie or television kind of place. So right. has this conversation even come up yet? I mean, Hallmark is still a pretty new publishing company. <laughs> I have an appointment to talk with Stacy next week about that. Oh, and good. I think we'll be deciding whether we're going to complete a heart's landing with a waterfront wedding mm-hmm. or whether we're going to go on. I, I think it could go either way. I think yeah. it really depends on the readers. Yeah, yeah. Do they want more or do they, or is that enough? Right, so, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, okay, now I'm thinking of um, related much more to Hallmark. Uh, I've watched, oh, at least the first two seasons of, is it called Chesapeake Shores or Chesapeake oh, Bay? Oh, yeah. Chesapeake Shores. Shores, with Jesse yeah. Metcalf. Metcalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, Obviously, they took, again, a book series that was already published by someone else, bought the rights. Mm -hmm. And in fact, um, as is the case, I used to uh, work in the film industry myself, too. Um, Things have to be tweaked. So it's not the exact same story. Um, But again, it's still it's not even the same same realm of question because the books were already written and published by right. someone else anyway. So right. it'll be interesting to see what they decide because it would be exciting to me to think that maybe yeah. Hearts Landing could become the new, you know, Chesapeake Shores and there'd be lots of books <laughs> and lots of TV episodes and lots of Netflix binging, you know. <laughs> yeah. I would love it. I would love it. I, I just have so much fun writing the Hearts Landing series. Yeah. Uh, I love the characters. I love the town. And I I love that everyone in that town comes together to uh, make sure that these weddings are everything they can possibly be for the hero and the heroine. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in fact, in a waterfront wedding, the hero, the hero Ryan, he says, He's been away for a number of years, and he comes back to town, and Evelyn asks him, how come you're back? He goes, I miss the brides. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That would be like me coming back to my hometown in the Traverse City, Michigan area and going, yeah, I came back because I missed the fudge. Like, that's our big thing. Oh, yeah. We make homemade fudge there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, Lee, I'm I'm so excited to have you on the show. I love your book. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah, uh, this has been fun. Yes, yes. And um, I suppose I at some point maybe should feel bad about um how many authors that I have in um in, like Ravel or Hallmark, and I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm sorry. It's just that it's so easy to reach out to authors of books that you like. Um, and then it's harder to think of like, what's some author that I've never heard of that I've never read their book that probably I really should have on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but listen, so since I've we have talked about your book so much and I really hope that people want to go read them. And by the way, this is a good time for you to do a little research. You can buy some of the first books in a series at Hallmark and do your research that way. (laughs) Right, right. So Lee, where can people find you in your books? Well, uh, my website is leeduncan.com, L-E-I-G-H-D-U-N-C-A-N.com. All of my books are listed on that website. Um, I'm on Facebook at Lee Duncan Books. 
and Instagram at Lee Duncan Books. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can email me at leeduncan.com. So lee at leeduncan.com. Awesome. So, oh, that's yeah. so kind of you to give people your email address. Sure, sure. I love to hear from readers. Uh, they, they make my day. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for taking the time out. I know you, you just finished um, turning in book three, so you're probably like yeah. taking a breath, but you probably have a whole lot of other things that need to be done in your writer career of cyclical, you know, like writing, turning in, doing yeah. marketing on something else, probably. <laughs> right, right, right. Catching up on admin stuff, which kind of gets shoved up to the side during uh, deadline week. And then um, looking forward to writing the next book. Yeah. Oh, so, yay. And good luck yay. with your meeting on, with, with Stacy. Um, yeah. Feel free to tell her that, well, Kitty said it'd be really nice if you had your own Chesapeake Shores that was in-house and Hearts Landing would be so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll tell her. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show. We really appreciate all that you shared with us. It was great. Well, thank you for having me and... <laughs>